closing in on midterms as other nations deal with the fallout of their own elections. Ed Blakely is a former Washington insider now living in Sydney, Australia. My name is freelance journalist and author Sean Britton. Find us each and every week wherever you find good podcasts, as well as on Facebook and Twitter at US of Ed. A couple of weeks out from the US midterms, and it's still a closely run race, Ed. I mean, you'll, you'll see one commentator saying Biden and Democrats are going to buck trends and make out like bandits at these midterms. Then another commentator says the House and Senate are bracing for a red wave. It's one of those situations where there's a lot of noise and not a lot of sense. Uh, Ed, what's your take? Well, it's not Great Britain, for God's sake. (laughs) Um, I think the commentators are right. If you look at traditional voters, Republicans have gotten a little bit of steam. But what is not being counted in the polls or anything are all the new voters. And these new voters are young people. Now, whether they'll go to the polls or not, I'm not sure. But if they think they're going to lose their student loans and abortion, they may well. So the polls may not be reflecting the public that's voting for the first time. And I think we'll see. Um, And the motors in the middle are not revealing themselves very much this time. The independents Mm -hmm. aren't saying much. So I think there's a lot of room for error in these polls on both sides. There's been a few stories about these uh, poll watchers who've been monitoring and some claim uh, intimidating around, you know, polling centres, early polling centres and and drop-off points and the like. Uh, these poll watchers would tend to be the kind of people who still believe the result of the 2020 election was fixed and, in fact, Donald Trump won. Uh, first, Ed, just, just generally speaking, what do you make of the influx of these uh, self-appointed watchers? Well, the intent is to intimidate uh, particularly black voters, older black voters. I think what it's going to do is get more black voters out. Mm. Uh, Nothing brings out black voters more than an attempt to stop them. So I think they're using the wrong strategy here. And they should be saying, no, nothing's happening uh, don't worry about it, etc. That, but when they make it obvious that your vote counts, what do people do? They vote. <laughs> Looking at the narratives that surround this election, though, I think it will be a real test of democracy. I mean, like breaking this down into two sides, there's there's a large number of Republicans or Trumpists, I guess, who will. Not, you know, they will they will at least claim that they do not believe these election results, no matter what they are. I mean, Trump could it could come no, back. No, if win. they win, they'll believe it. Well, I don't know. I think if uh, if Trump, let's say, or Republicans win in every single state in the union, they might believe it. But up until then, I don't know that they'll be satisfied. Uh, meanwhile, for Democrats, you know, there's now these fears surrounding. Uh, the poll watchers, some of them have got to start asking, you know, the are these results a real representation if they don't get what they want? Uh, it- yeah, uh, th- those are very good arguments. Uh, 
I think here, the number one issue is the protection of democracy among all voters. Now, some voters might mean my candidate didn't win, it was not legitimate. And for other candidates, it means we got to protect ourselves against those idiots. <laughs> but in each case, all indications are this is going to be one of the highest turnouts ever. And if that's not democracy, what is? Well, looking at other news this week, uh, the latest on Russia. Ukraine, again, is pushing back in some areas as brinkmanship over nuclear weapons continues. What's been happening? Well, two things are happening. One of the Russian soldiers, uh, many of them don't want to go, and those that go are poorly prepared. Uh, so you have kind of a, a war going on among the Russians. Russian mothers are now seeing their sons die. Uh, so you're seeing quiet but steady resistance. And you're seeing a few Russians saying they want to go out and protect the motherland. But in any case, they are so poorly equipped, they're in the way. And the Russian military is disorganized underfunded and is now being hit from the back it looks like they've lost Kershaw for sure uh so what do you do you pull out your heaviest artillery and in this case it's going to be some sort of a dirty bomb look for it it's going to happen mm. soon just while we're on this uh the germans have faced some criticism about the role they're taking around Ukraine. So the criticism coming out this week. Uh, firstly, Germany has been providing money and materials, but it is being seen as something of a reluctant supporter by commentators both inside and outside the country. Given how it went last time, the Germans might be hesitant to go back up against Russia. Uh, it's also been said they're failing to take a leading role in the EU and that it's high energy subsidies for citizens have been criticized as potentially sparking a subsidy race amongst EU nations. Any thoughts? Well, think about this from a long-term German view. The Germans have been the bad people in Europe. First, they started this war that was devastating to the Europeans. Now they've rebuilt and have all the capital in Europe. So they feel they have to be very careful about what they do because mm. the bigger and mightier they look, the harder it is for the EU to survive. Uh, so there has to be some stealth here. And remember, it took enormous courage for them to even enter this fray uh, because they don't want German troops in any war, anywhere. Uh, Nazism still exists in Germany. So they have to be very careful they don't kindle the fires that they can't put out. For the rest of the EU, they have to be careful they don't push the Germans too hard. So this is a very careful dance. The most important thing with this war is to give Putin some little victory so it can end. Mm. 
And it's worth mentioning, mentioning that's a, that is unfortunately a fire that is burning across quite a few European nations at the moment. That's right. Before we uh, move on to some other international news, Kanye West, the, the US rapper, has become something of a darling for Trumpists as he's got this contrarian nature that seems to naturally steer him away from the stances he might be expected to take and onto stances that are generally more in line with right-wing narratives. However, Kanye, or Yeezy, uh, also has, as a matter of record, bipolar disorder, which he, during some periods, refuses to medicate. Uh, Fox News, in one interview, attempted to edit away Yeezy making some anti-Semitic remarks and other statements which uh, link back to a black a black Zionist conspiracy that black people are the true Jewish race, and uh, he's he's since been losing representation, sponsorships, other bits and pieces as he kind of goes on a bit of a anti-Semitic rampage. Now I've said it many times personally. I think if Kanye wasn't so rich and famous, he'd he'd almost certainly be receiving the kind of intensive psychiatric care I think he needs. But as things stand. Any thoughts on this one, Ed? Um, I think we're giving him too much attention. The more attention you give him, the more bizarre it becomes. The more bizarre it becomes, the more money he makes. Uh, leave him alone. See what happens then. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, it's a recipe that uh, led to a certain presidency not so long ago. It certainly did. <clears throat> In China... Xi Jinping has been uh, selected as party chief for the Chinese Communist Party uh, for a third term, the, the first to uh, you know go into a third term since Mao Zedong. Now, regardless of what you can say about Chinese policy under Xi Jinping, Xi is an extraordinarily ruthlessly single-minded individual of a type that I don't think could have come about in any other way except for growing up on the back of the uh, Chinese purges and the Cultural Revolution. How did this victory come about and what does it mean for his grip on uh, power in the country, Ed? Well, uh, did you see the last day of the meeting where one of the members of the, uh, what do you call it, the triumvirate or whatever it is, Mm the convention when the inner circle was escorted out. Uh, and uh, Xi Jinping would not help it. Basically saying, uh, you little scoundrel, I've heard rumors about you not liking the things I'm doing. I'm going to show the world what I'll do to anybody, no matter how close they are to me who steps over the lawn. Mm. He, like his counterpart in Moscow, don't even like their shadows. So the danger with him is that he believes he's invincible. Uh, And I don't know how far that's going to go. The good thing about him, he seems to be pretty smart about which way the wind is blowing. So right now, the weaker Russia, of course, helps him. Uh, But who knows what he's going to do in the near term? 
and whether he's a danger to all of us or not. There's one school of thought is that you should play up to his ego and try to show that you are willing to play ball with China and he'll ease off with some of these issues like Hong Kong and Taiwan and even Australia. That is a dangerous game, but it may be the only game in town. Uh, I think the Chinese middle class is crumbling so fast that they are in total disarray and can't challenge him. Uh, COVID has been a boon to him in terms of controlling his population. So whether this is going to last or not, I don't know, because all the forces that used to be counter forces are withering with the collapse of their economy. That housing market collapse, millions of Chinese had their money tied up in these new apartments where they were going to make millions of bucks. Now, it was a Ponzi scheme, and it blew up. But it's now weakening the entire Chinese economy. So he's got to be tough. And people are afraid of their financial futures. In some countries, that would mean they revolt. And China, right now at least, it means they hide. Indeed, much is being made of the uh, the markets, the, the massive downturn in markets around China. I believe there was something like $12.7 $12. billion lost by some of China's richest as uh, as the secured power again. Yeah, is he reaching the trillions now? Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to China, but I've been to whole suburbs that had no people in them. Mm. houses were built roads were there infrastructure is there they look pretty and you went up the windows and looked inside there's no furniture so uh, this has been a um, what do you call it like one of those movie sets in Hollywood all front mm. and what's behind it is beginning to crumble and just before we move off this one I mean in the short term, in the short term um, of what you're sort of addressing there, a lot of people are looking obviously towards the Pacific region and what this might mean for the contest over the Pacific between China and the United States. Some are seeing, you know, the potential for military escalation, but some are seeing a potential opportunity with some like the Solomon Islands you know, they might play the two superpowers off against one another for any advantage they can get. Any thoughts? Well, there are a couple of thoughts, and one of them uh, you have in mission, and that's what's going on in Africa. Mm. The Africans uh, bought this infrastructure thing that the Chinese are putting in, and that infrastructure is proving to be either not viable or not functional. Uh, the Chinese built cheap stuff there, and it's falling apart. And they don't want to pay them back for the cheap stuff. Uh, and so the Chinese are losing face in Africa, which has a tumbling effect. 
because they were looking for Africa to provide them with the minerals they need and the foodstuffs they need. So the Chinese are in a rough position, not just in the Pacific, but around the world. Mm. Uh, this is probably something for us to have a longer show on. Uh, does this tiger have teeth? Yeah, as you say, the the one belt, one road, one belt, one road, I believe is the one they've been doing through the Middle East and Africa. And it is a fascinating process because the thing about China that I find so fascinating in their, in a lot of their policy is they they have approached things with a sledgehammer in the past. And I think that is their first instinct, but they're getting better. They are they're getting better largely. Uh, so it's it's very interesting to see how some of these policies actually bounce back or how they develop. Well, they, they, these policies are backfiring. The, the One Belt, One Road yeah. is backfiring on them now. Uh, as they, of course, they're, they're in uh, Afghanistan and all those countries in the Russian East uh, and running into trouble there. Uh, and they, these are border wars anyway. And Moscow can't control them anymore. Uh the thing that no one's talking about, and I just heard about, I didn't realize, even when I was in <clears throat> South America, that there's a Belt and Road by the South Americans being built across South America, which uh, make the Suez Canal damn near obsolete. Mm. And the Chinese are putting all their money in a new canal. So, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of things that are kind of up against the Chinese now. If they don't export the kind of stuff they've been exporting, they lose. If they continue to do that, a lot of these things are based on the old coal economy. So uh, I think there's a lot of thinking to do here. And I hope Xi Jinping has the brain power around him to think through how to deal with their economy. That's the number one thing, not their international relations. Well, as you say, I think we'll probably address some of those in a longer episode at some point. We really should. It is a very interesting sort of topic. Just before we uh, we finish up today, Ed, uh, since we spoke last week, in fact, uh, the United Kingdom officially has a new prime minister with previous runner-up Rishi Sunak officially taking on the office of PM since Liz Truss announced her resignation after just 44 days. Can Rishi beat the record? Certainly there's demands to call a general election. I mean, the whole thing is just farcical at this point. What's happening? Wait a minute, wait wait a minute. We've had a few prime ministers. (laughs) I I mean, how many do we have in a row? Six or something? Yeah, yeah. It lasted a little a, bit longer, but not much. There was a repeat in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, this all goes back to Brexit. Mm-hmm. Brexit has no exit. Uh, if you don't have a stable economy and a growing economy, you can't survive. And the thing that Great Britain was for Europe, was the -the down-the-street accountant. They ran the accounting services, financial services. 
Now these are springing up in Germany, Belgium, and elsewhere. And uh, when I was in Liechtenstein, I saw these large buildings where all the money is now being kept in Pounded. Uh, the UK's trouble is they don't admit they made the worst mistake in history when they left the EU. Mm. And Richie, unless he buys the EU, I guess he has enough money for that, <laughs> he can't survive either. And the Labour government, once in, won't have any more to offer. Now, I've said it before, but uh, David Cameron, I haven't heard a word from David Cameron since he resigned, and I think that's probably the smartest thing he could do is keep his head down. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a shambolic situation. And uh, there is no way out that I can think of. Now, Richie's a very smart guy. He's a talented man. If he'd had the job, he would be in trouble. And now the trouble's been made worse. What he has to do is see if he can limp to the next election. But the Tories are dead, and it doesn't matter who you elected. It wouldn't help. The only economy, by the way, is actually growing is the United States. Fancy that. <laughs> Fancy that. Ed and I will be back next week to discuss the latest goings-on as, well, the midterms close in. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And check us out on Facebook and Twitter at US of Ed.